0: Hi friends, this is Shweta and welcome back to our podcast of the book The Famous Five written by Enid Blyton. Here we are going through the 15th chapter called WhatsApp Tim. The four children sat and talked for a long time, sitting round the little oil stove eating a good supper. What would be the best thing to do? It was very well for the George to flare up and say they would see to things. They would rescue an old lady from the tower, but how they could be even begin to do anything. For one thing, they didn't know how to get into the house. No one was going to risk a battle with the fierce dog. If only that kid, Ailey would help us, said Julian at last. She is really our only hope it's not good going to the police it would take us to ages to go down the villages at the bottom of the mountain and find out where the nearest police station and we would never get a village policeman to believe our tale i wonder The villagers don't do something about it all, Towers, said Dick, puzzled. I mean, all those peculiar vibrations we felt last night and the noises we heard, and the light in the sky when that mist hung over the place. Yes, but I suppose all those things are seen and heard up here in the mountains much more clearly than down in the valley below, said Annie sensibly. I don't expect that weird children would be felt in the valley nor would the ramblings be heard, and even the strange mist over the old towers might not be seen." That's true," said Julian. I never thought of that. Yes, we up here would see a load, and possibly the shepherd higher up on the hills would as well. I dare say the farm down below us would see something too. Well, we know they did. Because of Morgan's behavior to us tonight, he obviously knew what we're talking about. He is also obviously hand in glow with the men in that place, the big man and the little man and the Ailey spoke of Gosh, I wish she would show us how to get into the house. How does she get in? I'm blowed if I can think of any way. With that electric fence all round it sound impossible. The fence that bites, said George with a laugh. Fancy that child touching the fence that getting a shock. She is an extraordinary creature, isn't she? Quite wild. I hope she didn't get told off, said Annie. She is a naughty little trant, of course. But you can't help liking her. Does anybody want more cheese? And there are still some apples left, or I could open a tin of pears? I vote for pears, said Dick. I feel like something really sweet. I say, this day up here is turning out rather exciting, isn't it? We always seem to run onto trouble, said Annie, going to the cupboard to fetch a tin of pears. Give it a better name, Annie, old thing, said Dick. Adventure that's what we were always running into. Some people do. You know, just can't help it. And we were those sort of people, jolly good things too. It makes life exciting. Timmy suddenly began to bark, and everyone started up once. Now what was up, let's Timmy out, said Dick. With all these funny goings, I feel as if it would be just a won't tell, Tim, to examine anyone coming by here at night. Right, said George and went to the door. But she was about to open. She heard a dog barking outside, just beyond the hut. She swung around. I'm not letting Timmy out. That might be Morgan with his dogs. I seem to recognize that deep bark. Someone's coming by," said Annie, half scared. My word, it sees Morgan. So it was. He passed by the window, and they saw a great shoulders and head bent against the wind as she went up on the hill. He didn't even glance at them, but the three dogs who were him began to bark furiously as they sensed another dog into the hut. Timmy barked back furiously too. Then all was very quiet. Morgan had gone by and the dogs with him. Phew, I'm glad you didn't let Tim out as I suggested, said Dick. He would have been torn into pieces. Where do you suppose Morgan going? asked Annie. It's funny he should be going up the hill, not even in the direction of the old towers. Probably going to talk to the shepherds, said Julian. He's rather than the hill with his sheep. I say, I wonder if he is in too. Oh no, said Annie. He is good. I could feel it in my bones. I can't imagine him mixed up with the gang of any sort. Nobody could. Of course, they had all liked the shepherd. But why else would Morgan be going up to him all this time of the night? He might be going to tell him what we know too much, suggested Jillian. He might ask him to keep an eye on us, or he might be going to complain of Ailee and her doings inside the grounds of the Old Towers, said Dick. Goodness, do you suppose that kid will? get into trouble because we told Morgan about her and gave him a bit of paper she found. They all stared at one another in dismay and he nodded soberly, yes, it is, of course, Ailey will certainly get into trouble over this. Oh, why we think of telling Morgan that we know, poor little Ailey. They all felt uncomfortable about Ailey. They liked the wild, otherworldly little creature with her pet lamp and little dog. Now what would happen to their thanks to them? None of them felt like playing cards just then. They sat and talked wondering if they would hear Morgan coming back. They knew Timmy would bark if he did. Sure enough, he began to bark about half past eight and made them all jump. That will be Morgan coming back, said Julian, and they watched the window to see his head and shoulders would pass by again. But they didn't. Neither did any dog bark outside. Then George saw Timmy was sitting with her ears picked up and his head on. One side. Why? And if he could really hear something, why didn't he bark again? She was puzzled. Look at Tim. She said, he heard something and yet he is not barking and he doesn't look very worried either. What's up Tim? Timmy took no notice. He sat there listening intently still with his head on one side. What could he hear? It was most tantalizing to the others because no one of them could hear anything at all. The countryside seemed to be absolutely quiet that moment. Then suddenly, Tim jumped and barked joyfully. He ran to the door and went, scrapping at the bottom of it his bow. He looked back at George and barked again, as if to say, Back up, open the door, well, dead Dick. Dick was surprised, what's that, Timmy? Has your best friend come to call? Shall we open the door, Julian? I will go, said Julian and went to open the door cautiously. Timmy leaped out at once, barking and winning. There's nobody here, said Julian astonished. Nobody at all. Hey Tim, what was all the fuss about? Give me that torch stick. Will you? I will go out after him and see what was the excitement is. Out he went and flashed the torch around find Timmy. Ah, there he was, scrapping at the little wooden bunker. I had held oil cans and big enamel check. Julian was astonished. Whatever's come over you, Tim, he said. There's nothing here in the bunker. Look, I will lift the lid so you can peep inside and see, silly dog. He lifted up the lid and shone his torch inside to show Timmy that it was empty. But it wasn't. Julian almost let the lid drop down in surprise. Someone was there, someone small and half frozen. It was Ailey. Ailey, said Julian, hardly believing his eyes. What on earth, Ailey, what are you doing here? Ailey blinked up at him, looking scared to death. She clutched the lamp and the dog and didn't say any word. Julian saw that she was shivering and crying bitterly. Poor little Ailey Batch, he said using the only Wells word he knew. Come into the hut, we will get you warm and make you better. The child shook her head and clutched her animals closer, but Julian was not going to leave her there in the little oil bunker on that cold night. He lifted her up, animals and all, and cuddled her. Ailey strove to get free, but his arms were strong and held close to her. George's voice came impatiently from the hut. You? Tim, where are you? Have you found anything? Yes. called back, Julian. We have. We were bring it alone, it's quite a surprise. He carried the shivering child into the hut, and the others stared in the utmost astonishment. Ailey, a cold, forlorn and miserable little Ailey, pale and shivering, and the lamb and the dog too. Bring her near the stove, said Annie, and stroke the child's thin arm for Ailey. Julian tried to set her down and the animals as well, but she clung to him she sensed that he was good and kind and strong and his arm was very comforting julian sat down on a chair still holding the little creature closely the dog and the lamb slid off his knee and ran sniffing round the room she was in the oil bunker out there she and the lamb and the dog he said all cuddled up together partly hiding i should think and partly for shelter Maybe she's slept there before. With these two, isn't she a poor little mite? She seems very unhappy. Let's give her something to eat. I will make some hot cocoa, said Annie. George, get some bread and butter and cheese for her. And hadn't we better get a lamb and talk something too? What do you give lambs? Milk out of a bottle, said Dick. But we haven't got a feeding bottle. I dare say it will lap milk. Good gracious, the thing that happens here. Ellie felt warm and comforted in Julian's arm. She lay there like a little animal, too cold and tired to be scared. Julian was glad to hold her and comfort her. Poor little thing, what had made her come to this long wait so late at night? She must have gone home with her mother. He said, watching the little dog, hobnoying with the delighted Timmy, and probably got a good telling off and was shut up somewhere. And then, my guess is that Morgan went down to see if she was there and to scold her and tell her the mother should be sure and not let her out. Morgan, repeated Ailey, sitting up in fear, looking all around as if he might be there. Morgan, no, no. It's all right, little thing, said Julian. Well, I will look after you. Morgan shan't get you. See, he said to the others, I bet I am right. It was he who went and scared her. As soon as he was gone, I expect she escaped from here and mother's house and came up to here to hide. That horrible fellow, if he shouted at her as he shouted at us, she would be scared, sniff. I bet he was afraid she would go and give more of the game away unless she was shut up. Might even show us the way into the old tower house. Over on the opposite hill, Timmy suddenly gave a bark, but not day joyful this time, and he cried out live. That may be Morgan coming back. Hide Ali for God's sake. Or he will drag her out of here and take her back with him. Quick, where shall we hide? Thank you for listening. Mysteries are going to open up. We can find out the mysteries through the upcoming chapters. I will come with the next chapter soon till then. This is Shweta signing out.